and welcome to the Self Love Podcast. My name is Elaine, I'm a life coach and therapist and I'm here to guide you through your journey into self-love. I will be sharing my personal experiences, my story so far, the things that have helped me but also the things that are helping my clients all over the world right now. For this season, I will be joined by different people coming onto the podcast to tell you about their journey and sharing their experiences with self-love too. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And just to make you aware, I generally do this unedited. You may hear the odd background noise and I wanna keep it really real and authentic. So if that's not for you, that's perfectly fine but I hope it really adds to your experience while listening. So welcome. For today's podcast, I am with the wonderful Martika Chanel, speaker of self-love and inspiration. And today we're going to be talking about red flags because Martika is the author of an amazing book called What to Do with These Red Flags. We connected online and we're very much speaking from the same, the same kind of base in terms of self-love. And when we had a conversation Um, about red flags it just really really flowed and um, there was lots of nodding from both of us and lots of smiling so um, I I wanted to really introduce you to her and her to you and um, yeah I hope you get a lot out of this this conversation so welcome Martika to the podcast. Hi hi Lane thanks so much for having me it's um it's great. I like having these kinds of conversations. So it's good to be on your platform to continue it. Amazing. And um, I think we'll start just but just by, you know, introducing yourself and letting us know about what led you to this place of being, you know, an author and a speaker of self-love and inspiration. Absolutely. Uh, well, first and foremost, my most prestigious title is, is mommy. <laughs> I'm a mother of three under under uh, five yeah three under five and uh so that's my most prestigious title and they really helped to push me in terms of achieving my goals and what led me to becoming a speaker of self-love and inspiration is um first them ensuring that they have a solid foundation of self-love and they're just self-assured individuals in the world and from there um just going through life. Sometimes life doesn't pan out how we think that it's supposed to. And that mm-hmm. happened with um, me and their dad. You know, we were married, we were college sweethearts. Um, you know, we, we developed a lot in terms of our young professional selves in the windy city of Chicago. And then he moved on to the military and we, we moved to Korea with him. And then after that, you know, um, through our marriage, um, it, just, it just began to fade. And that's what mm-hmm. led me to, to writing the Red Flags book, what to do with these red flags. Mm, amazing. And um, wow, I mean, inspirational in itself. Um, mum to three under fives. That's incredible, yeah. incredible. <laughs> so I do appreciate you taking your time out today. Um, and also like really giving us an understanding of why self-love is so important to you. 
you have a, a vested emotional interest in that being your story so that the people growing with you, um, it can be their story as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then to, you know, coming up, I, I wasn't taught about self-love. It wasn't an ongoing conversation. And, I, and I'm getting the, as I talk to more and more people, I'm getting the, the, the gist and understanding that it wasn't a commonality among several households. So you're growing up, you're trying to understand who you are. And then whenever you don't, then, you know, for me, I was seeking validation outside externally mm-hmm. and in hopes that people would love me. Um, you know, I talked to in my book also about, you know, my parents being addicted to opioids. And then, and then that progressed into other, other things. And that also had an effect on me. And so mm. I was conditioned to mm-hmm. be a codependent. And yeah. that also had, yeah, you know about that. And so that also mm-hmm. had, you know, a, a, led, it, led for a foundation of how I interpreted love, which was incorrectly. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I resonate with that journey people will have heard my journey on uh, previous episodes of the podcast, not dissimilar to you mm-hmm. um, with narcissistic parenting. Um, codependency was there as well for me. And um, what I do know is that, and I, I do believe this will be quite a generational thing in that um, the commonality, the common thread through everybody that I speak to, all of my clients is they they weren't shown the love when they were children. Um, therefore, they they didn't have that role model. They didn't have that connection. But they also weren't taught to believe in themselves. They weren't taught that you know, in an ideal world, children go from being codependent to independent. Yet that transition is never mm-hmm. about them believing in themselves. It's always kind of well, now you don't need me anymore. And then it's like, yeah, but what do I do with that? Like, if I, if I don't believe in myself and you've stopped believing in me or you've never believed in me, where do I go? What do I do? And I feel like we, we wander around quite lost for a while until it, until it soaks in. And, and like you say, you're reaching for the external validation because we don't know what to do with the inside. Yes, mm. it is quite the journey. And you, you know, Funny enough, my parents did instill in me that I could become whomever I wanted in life. They always Amazing. told me that. Yeah, and, and academia was at the forefront of our household. It was, it was just that they had the additional baby in the house, which was addiction. And that was mm-hmm. the baby that got the most attention. So that, that was the, yeah, that was the, the pitfall for me. And just having to see that and mm. try to understand it as a child, it, it's difficult. That, that, yeah, that, that's that um, aspect mm. for me in terms of inspiration from my parents and what they instilled in me. Amazing. And I love that you have now started to talk about red flags because it's so, that term is so present for a lot of people. And I, I think there's a lack of understanding about what maybe a red flag is, but also a misunderstanding that maybe a lot of people are reading things and picking things up about red flags mm-hmm. and they're using it to the extreme so they're dating mm-hmm. and they're kind of using it as an avoidance tactic mm-hmm. it's like oh you know this guy this girl all of the red flags it's like well that 
that's not necessarily a red flag. So um, tell us, tell us um, yeah. all about red flags. Um, what, 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 what are those red flags that you talk about in the book and, you know, why you came to the point of writing the book as well? Absolutely. So in terms of red flags, that's a great point that you're pointing out. Um, because if we heeded all the red flags, I don't think any of us would be in relationships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But red flags, um, those are the things that our intuition tells us that, hey, something's not right here. You okay. know it and you feel it. And what happens in relationships when we really like someone, for example, we like the way that they make us feel or their appearance, any of those things, we ignore our intuition. We ignore the things that makes our skin, you know, our, our, our skin crawl just a little bit or our, our brows furrow just a little bit. And we say, you know what? I think we can still make it work. And, and, we, and we take that on. And then we think that the connection that we have with the person or the love that we have for the person is going to allow the, the relationship to survive. And that's not how it works. But um, I think we forget that we all have red flags. Mm -hmm. So in my book, the interesting take on it is it's also a book of internal reflection because we also have to identify our own red flags and work to address them. Because the issue isn't that everyone has red flags, it's what, what they're doing about them. That's, that's mm -hmm. the issue. So if we see someone that does have red flags and you feel that and they haven't, they, they're, you know, maybe you, you address it and they're in denial about it or they don't know where this is coming from that's a point where we should take a step back and say, hmm, perhaps maybe I should allow this person to evolve into who they're supposed to be before I decide to go in a relationship with them and be one with them. I love that. I love that you say that we've all, we've all got red flags, right? Because it's, it's very much, I know that this comes up for a lot of people when dating mm -hmm. and being in relationship with, with somebody else in an intimate relationship. And there's this, there's a lot of themes around what I see on social media and currently being spoken about a lot of females talking about male red flags. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's a very common thing for us all to talk about narcissistic men and, and men that just, you know, don't do great things to women. And that gets associated with red flags. But I love that explanation of it's anything that just sets your intuition off. And I do know as well, like from speaking to clients, sometimes we're, our intuition is off and we are, we're not quite, because maybe we've had past trauma or things that have happened, sometimes we're not truly knowing if it's our intuition or if it's our old trauma. And I think just coming from a place of understanding that even that, if you think it's a red flag, it's, it's I'd do some self-inquiry about it, like, why is this coming up for me? Like, yeah. you know, is this an actual red flag or not? And I've got a client at the moment that I'm working with and um, we talk about red flags a lot because he'll come to me and go, you know, listen to this, is this a red flag? And I'm always like, but as long as you come back to honesty, yeah. put your point across, like ask the question, you know, has he done this or has he done that? or don't feel like you're being needy or you're being pushy but wait you know we, we use the term calm honesty like be be in your calm space and ask honest questions from your heart 
and you can't really go wrong because it'll either go the way you want it to go or go the other way. Yeah, I like that because whenever you are confronting it and addressing it in a calm demeanor and manner, it's going to go how it's supposed to go. Either you're yeah. a good fit or you're not a good fit. So I really like that. I like that. And I talk about that in my book. I like how you said, you know, um, sometimes our intuition is off. And, and I speak about that in my book. I ask um, a handful of questions at the very beginning in terms of why we're seeking love. Why, why exactly are we at this point where, where we want to, to have a mate? Why is that? And if you answer yes to any of those questions, now it's not the time for you to date. Now is the time for self-discovery. Because mm -hmm. if we, yes, if we're not, if our intuition is off and we're off-centered, I talk about being balanced and centered in the book, mm -hmm. then we need, to, we need to fix that. And that, that's just being on our own journey and of self-discovery and that way we're able to understand the essence of who we are mm, absolutely and I do know that from doing the work myself that I know what I know what my triggers are and I know to not respond I have to be with it and then just come back to my intuition my true intuition and yeah people I think the, the the thing is, with the intuitive gut feeling, mm -hmm. is also the same space where we process anxiety, stress, worry, those things that come up for us when we're having a traumatic response to somebody. So, for example, if we've been um, maybe experienced some form of emotional abuse as a child, when we get to adulthood, we will be very, very sensitive to anything that looks like that. Yeah. And sometimes that comes up as a red flag if you know that or it can come up as a bond like it can feel right because that's mm. what I've always known so it's kind of like you know what to do with these red flags like some people are just like but I how did I get into a relationship with this person when it's everything I don't want and it's like well there's a reason for that Yes, and that's such an excellent point. And I've found myself in those situations. Um, I haven't had a lot of relationships, but the the ones that were unhealthy, it, it stemmed from that. Um, sometimes it's a trauma bond. You spoke, you know, you alluded a little mm -hmm. bit to that, you know, an aspect of that. And you find yourself in those situations. But for myself, I can speak for mine. One of my red flags was codependency, which mm -hmm. I've been so from, and I'm so excited about that. <laughs> yeah. But I, because I perceive love as that, as giving and overextending myself and, and putting other people before myself, that's what mm -hmm. I was, that was a magnet for me. And that's what I was attracted mm -hmm. to. So it didn't feel like you said, it didn't feel foreign. It felt right. Because mm -hmm. that's what, what love was, was shown to me as a child. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think with any unhealthy relationship, with any unhealthy bond, the truth will always come out at some point because either if you're overgiving, if you're people pleasing, if you're doing all of those things, at some point for that person, it's not enough anymore. And mm. at some point you can't, you're exhausted and you can't give anymore, but they're yeah. also getting more demanding and they start to push the boundaries even more because they can. And it becomes really unhealthy to the point where you're burned out and you know that that's the point where you need to get to. And in my work, I want people to be so educated and understanding of themselves 
that they never have to get to that that point even if they've been in a relationship for six months and then they go oh this this I didn't pick up on this before but now I am so I'm, I'm not going to go any further with it like to have that confidence in yourself at any stage to just be like no but ideally to date with this real understanding of you know two people meeting who are whole or doing the work and that's the that that's the thing right like you said earlier it's either going to work or it's not going to work it's nobody's fault it's just where you're both at at that point absolutely I agree with that I and that's that's the premise of my book is being being centered and like you said being whole with yourself because really two whole people should be in relationships. It shouldn't be, yeah. you know, I'm seeking something from the other person. And so mm -hmm. and they're seeking something from you or vice versa. One person's whole and the other person's not. There's always going to be that imbalance. And eventually those red flags will resurface throughout mm -hmm. the course of the relationship. And there will, be, there will be a lot of friction if both parties or whoever is broken chooses not to work on themselves you know, whatever yeah. matter that is, you know, I give examples in the book, it could be counseling, whatever it is that you need to do. If it's not done, it's not going to work. It's just not. Mm -hmm. mm, absolutely. And I think when people have this understanding, I've spoken about it with dating before, like, you know, the, the typical example is you go on a date and they tick four out of seven of your boxes, because we all have these things that float our boat and make us feel like good oh yeah we all attracted to different things and they hit four out of the seven but actually the three are real big red flags for you but because they're hitting four out of the seven it's good enough so I'm going to just go on another date and it's like but already you're letting that your boundaries down and you're being in that space of negotiation right like you're mm -hmm. negotiating with your own stuff to be in something because there's something else pulling you there, which is usually that need for love, need to be in a relationship. Um, the person's extremely good looking, all mm -hmm. of those things that it's almost like, you know, we grow up with this societal idea of who we should be in the relationship. And typically for females, it's, the princess and the prince mm -hmm. and the prince can be a little bit mean if he wants to be and the princess is always good and it's like we we all still have those approaches sometimes when we go on a date it's like yeah you can be completely swayed by somebody but and ignore all of those things that are actually showing up for you at that point yeah and I like that about you're talking about oh, well, they, they meet five of the seven or they meet four of the seven. So, and I talk about it in my book and I actually um, describe it as you telling yourself, you know what, it, it, it'll buff itself out. It's no yeah. <laughs> That's what we tell ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> and totally. And then, you know, what is also important that I discuss in the book is the importance of having boundaries. Because whenever mm -hmm. we go into these situations and we start saying, you know what, well, I can, I can waver on that. You know, that, mm -hmm. that one's okay. I know I said that that was on my list, but it's really okay. Because like you said, he's good looking. He meets four of the seven. Oh my goodness, mm -hmm. I'm winning. And what happens whenever we begin to move the goalposts on our boundaries is mm -hmm. how I see it is that we begin to, we begin to dial back and, and erode on, on, our, on our own mm -hmm. boundaries. 
and, and mm-hmm. what we set forth for ourselves. So it, it's as if you're chipping away at yourself by just mm-hmm. moving your boundaries is what it is for me. Mm. And we, whatever we do, however we behave, we're telling that person how it is. So if I start moving boundaries and that's mm-hmm. a person that likes to take advantage of that, they're going to know immediately and that's when the kind of narcissistic behavior comes in, the love bombing, the, right, I'm going to get this, this girl because actually this is a balance that I want in a relationship. I want her to be people-pleasing. I want her to have very little boundaries. I want to be able to get away with stuff. That's me in a relationship and that's who I want to be. And this person matches that. And then that's a really common thing with, definitely with, um, narcissistic behavior emotional abusers the way they connect with people and that's why it's quite common for people that have grown up in in an abusive household to end up with an abusive partner because they display what they displayed when they were children because that's all they knew and it they can it's like that trauma bonding of oh okay but what this person does very cleverly is they are a different person Mm -hmm. I'm not like that but underneath, you're hearing all the red flags. It's just that you're bonding with it. Oh, my goodness. All true. Funny enough, um, when I used to be a recruiter and I used to, uh, I used to teach an employment workshop um, to service members overseas on the behalf of the Department of Labor. And I would always tell my students that us recruiters, when you're walking through that door, we know right off top, we know when confidence is walking through the door versus when it's not. And the mm-hmm. same approach is in relationships. In relationships, whenever you know a guy, or sometimes it's 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 it, it goes both ways. It does. Yeah. Whenever a person sees someone else, they know they can feel mm-hmm. what type of energy that you're exuding. So if mm-hmm. you are you have that people pleasing type of energy that and you're able to just bend at every corner, they're able to sense that. And like you mm-hmm. said, if they're the type of person who needs that to make them feel whole, or that's the kind mm-hmm. of ideal relationship that they that they have in mind then they're going to understand that that's, that's who you are based on the personas mm-hmm. and, the, and the energy that you're giving off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's why we have to know ourselves to the core so that mm-hmm. we don't wind up in those types of situations. Where I've lost you again. Okay, now we're back. It says my back. Table. I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay, yeah that's, how, yeah, that's how we, you know, that's how we end up getting taken advantage of is if we don't know ourselves to the core and we don't understand those things about ourselves, those red flags mm-hmm. about ourselves, especially the codependency red flag. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if people are buying your book, mm-hmm. what is your aim with that? So people buy your book, they read your book. What, what do you want that person to come away with? I want them to come away with an excellent understanding and a call to action of how to, how to cultivate healthy relationships from the inside out. Because once we're healthy from the inside, we're only able to attract healthiness mm-hmm. because the energy that we, pers- we possess and we exude is exactly what we're going to attract. And that is my hope that we all have healthy relationships amongst ourselves. Mm, amazing. Um, 
and you know we have a very similar outlook and what I do as a coach is, is the same thing right mm -hmm. from the inside out and if we have got a, a really great understanding and amazing relationship with ourselves and understand our own red flags we can be in that space of attracting in a healthy relationship absolutely and it touches on a myriad of things in the book from self-love as you said that's the platform that we share i'm so happy that you have your platform on that <laughs> by the way it talks about that internal reflection there's a chapter on red flags and there's also a bonus as well where you know i list um 12 affirmations that you can speak mm -hmm. to yourself that you're speaking positively to and over yourself mm -hmm. because words have power they have weight and mm -hmm. i encourage if this is a call to action for everyone is to continue to if you haven't already started um start speaking positively to yourself and if you have already done this continue doing so it really helps with your your mindset and to ensure that you're in a healthy space mentally amazing and yeah exactly that like our thoughts and our beliefs are all built around words and as long as we keep um you know sitting with where we're at and then just bringing in that positivity and not being quite so hard on ourselves and understanding that a lot of our patterns it's just what we were given and we have the power to change it and i i, I meet so many people who feel like they're in a powerless hopeless situation and as soon as they realize they can turn it around it's like wow it's incredibly empowering for them and it sounds to me like you know reading your book is going to be really empowering for people to make those changes and i think that's incredible so where can people find you find your book find yeah. everything about you because i know that they will be wanting to as soon as they stop this, uh, listening to this podcast thank you so much for asking Elaine. Yes, I would love to connect uh, with you all. Um, I love people. I don't know if you all can tell over the podcast, but I love connecting with others. You all can find me on my website, www.martikachanel.com. I'm on all the platforms from Instagram to TikTok to Clubhouse and, and also on Facebook, of course. Um, Instagram, you can find me there um, at Martika Chanel. But there's also a link on my website where I list all of my social media outlets and mm -hmm. how to find me. And the book is also listed on my website. It's on Amazon. Go get yours. It's on sale now. So go get yours now. And if you buy from um, my website, uh, you're able to order um, a signed copy. And you're also able to take advantage of the book bundle sale that's going on. So you can get a couple of children's books as well as my newest book, What to Do with These Red Flags, for a discounted price. Amazing. So um, I will also link your website in the show notes so people can click and directly connect with you there and connect with you through your social media um so in closing thank you so much for for joining me today it's been such an incredible experience connecting with you and i love connecting with people who are sharing the same space and holding space for people to create those amazing changes um and is there anything, any final thing that you would like to say to the listeners before we say goodbye? <laughs> yes, thank you for that beautiful piece. My final message and word for you all is aim to be the victor in your situations, whatever they may be, aim to be the victor because you are. And, and let's also aim for unconditional happiness because once you have that, once you attain that, you are fully liberated. Mm, amazing. And I am going to leave the podcast there thank you so much Martika for joining me 
And thanks everyone for listening. If you enjoyed that as much as I did, please do go and rate the podcast, pop a review in and make sure that you connect with Martika as well. And I look forward to seeing you all very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to leave a review wherever you've listened to this podcast, I would be most grateful as it just lets people know that I am here. If you want to connect with me, you can connect via Instagram. I've popped my handle in the show notes. So give it a click. You can either send me a message or give me a follow and I look forward to seeing you there.